I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by the one and only Chris Bushi, who has uh, found a way to make the most of his time during COVID here over the course of the past year or so, staying busy, starting the South African Lacrosse Association. And I want to talk to Chris a little bit about last season in Halifax, uh, the inaugural season, and then uh, the return to play, which should be happening in November, which we're all looking forward to. So Chris, uh, welcome to the show here. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm glad to be on here. Uh, Chris, I, I didn't want to you know, ruin anything before because we have a little bit of a, a chance to chat with one another before we actually come on here. But you and I, I think this is the first time we've actually spoken. Um, we have something in common. We're both graduates of Queen's University in Kingston. Oh, wow. I had no idea. When, uh, when were you out there? Uh, I graduated in 2011. So I, I think you were, what, 2018? uh 2019 yeah i start. i just started high school in 2011. <laughs> gotcha <laughs> crazy um uh, well again thanks for joining us uh, i i did want to talk to you all about the south african um, lacrosse association which you've started up here uh, over the course of the the past year and uh really impressive what you've done i just wanted to know a little bit about the uh, genesis of the project and kind of uh, what maybe encouraged you to start everything up yeah, I mean, it's been kind of a whirlwind, I guess, since, uh, I mean, I had a lot of time, as everyone else did, to think and sit with your own thoughts uh, in that first kind of lockdown. Um, obviously, missing the game um, quite a lot, even then, when it was just felt like it was ripped out of your hands a bit. Um, feels the same now, but nonetheless, um, you know, I kind of decided I wanted to try something, you know, make use of my time. Um, I had mentioned in that interview I did with uh, Devin, um, qu quite a bit ago um, when I first kind of started tinkering around about it and just kind of getting the ideas thrown out there that, um, you know, it was because my my dad uh, growing up in South Africa, uh, he grew up in Canada, but I grew up a little bit in South Africa and he was playing for the international ice hockey team. So um, I have pictures all around my house of, of him wearing that South African flag. And um, I just thought it'd be something that, you know, I love the game of lacrosse. Um, I have this weird, even though I only I was born there and only lived there for four years, I have this weird connection to the country. Um, and it's a beautiful country and a beautiful place. They love their sport. So I thought, why not maybe give it a go and see if something sticks over there? So you've you started up a GoFundMe for the project, which you've raised uh, a little over $1,300. Um, and where can people go to, to find that and kind of donate and give back to the project? I, I saw you had a goal of $5,000. Yeah, yeah. So our initial goal of $5,000 is um, initially going to cost uh, just for the cost of um, getting some sticks and initial kind of jerseys and player packages over to the Boys and Girls Club of South Africa in Johannesburg. Um, it's a nonprofit that runs out of uh, the inner city there that has about 2,000 kids um, been in contact with the president. Um, his name's Mike, and he really has been keen to get lacrosse going there. So um, yeah, um, all my social media, um, my Twitter at Bush underscore 18. Um, you can find the GoFundMe link there um, or in my bio on my Instagram at Chris Bushy. Um, lucky enough for me, um, I have a lot of great people around me in the lacrosse world. They're going to help me uh, bolster my social media for the association quite soon. 
as well as um, some website stuff coming in the next two weeks. So you hope to be playing in the world championships in about five years from now, but beyond that, what are the goals for the project? I mean, like getting kids to to play in general is something that I, I think is very important. And I mean, anybody who kind of wants to grow a sport, uh, not just lacrosse, will tell you that, yeah, it's, it's great when you want to have, you know, people represent the country, but it's, it has to start from really good, sustainable grassroots uh, development programs. So I think what's important for, for me going forward is to really think critically on how to get sticks in hands down there, but keep sticks in hands, um, you know, without having all the other, you know, socioeconomic divides that come at play when you start growing something, especially in a country like South Africa. There's such a diverse group of people in all different social classes, uh, racial um, racial backgrounds, uh, it all comes into effect once things get a little bit too big for their britches. So um, really having a good solid idea in mind on how to keep things um, perfectly at the grass, grassroots level um, and help it grow from there. Now, I would imagine that the fact that you can't actually get to South Africa right now would prove to be a bit of a roadblock, but uh, are there any other roadblocks that you might have encountered so far that... Uh, you know, have just kind of been tough to get around and, and maybe you need some assistance with? Well, I mean, for one, calling it, call a spade a spade. Yeah, there's, I can't get over there anytime soon. Um, I mean, with regards to the pandemic, it's gotten quite bad over there. Obviously, you know, having a, a job over here, it, it's quite difficult to take the time off where you want to be able to stay there for a month and not only um, just your two week vacation that you get. So, um, that's a roadblock. I do have some great people down there that are a part of the association um, that have played lacrosse, um, played at uh, university levels out in the UK, but now live in South Africa. Um, so they're, they're very, very comfortable taking the reins where they can down there. Some other roadblocks that I could think of initially also is, is shipping. Um, it's very expensive to ship things down there. Um, so I've mm -hmm. kind of had to, you know, go around some get around some loopholes with regards to anybody manufacturing stuff down there that I could maybe get some jerseys done down there so I don't have to ship them from over here. But nonetheless, lacrosse sticks primarily are going to be coming from from over here. So um, that's a that's a huge um, roadblock, not undoable, but um, it, it's very it's very possible for me to kind of work around them. Yeah, I mean, you've done a great job at, at working around them. Um, I mean, you, you have been quite resilient. You've managed to use technology to kind of connect with uh, lots of people out there. I saw you um, got in touch with your director of finance. It was over Zoom? Uh, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> my, my dad had some contacts from South Africa and the sports world down there because he played for their um, their world championship hockey team uh, for multiple tournaments and then coached their U18s um, for a bit. Um, so he had uh, some some contacts. Uh, one of his friends in the hockey community, his son runs the hockey programs out of Pretoria, ice hockey programs. Mm -hmm. um, they say field hockey over there. They just call that hockey. But um, he was kind enough to hop on board as my um, director of development because he's, he's helped develop hockey down there. He knows the ins and outs of you know, some obscure sport in a new country uh, that can help, you know, make things a bit better for me. Um, and yeah, and the rest, yeah, everything else has been through Zoom. There's been about three people that I haven't actually, everybody I haven't met 
physically, but um, three people have been a part of the South African Lacrosse Project, uh, which was a, an initiative that was run down there for 10 years, uh, helping kids play lacrosse up in the northern region of the Valwater um, in Limpopo. So there's a whole lacrosse program there right now, thanks to these guys. And they've now, um, you know, been kind enough to hop on on my mission and kind of turn that into a grassroots program. So what was it? I, I know that, um, you know, lacrosse in South Africa, they, they've made attempts before in the past. What was it that stopped it kind of back then? Um, I think the the way the South African Lacrosse Project went, it was just a passion project. It was more around uh, charity for children, and the lacrosse was kind of secondary. Um, so uh, naturally, you know, um, the two brothers, Kip and Harrison Hart, and their mother um, out of uh, Towson, um, they started it. And, you know, it was just time for them to hang it up. And, um, you know, with respect to them, I think um, – you know, people get older, um, they were kind of entering their, their mid twenties, late twenties, and they have to settle down. And, um, it's just a great thing that they started. And I think that it, it allowed me to actually build off of what they were able to do. Um, you know, I have that connection to South Africa, so it's nice. And it was nice of them to help me through the beginning stages that I've been speaking with them. Um, I guess through the first three months of me developing the association, they gave me some tips and tricks of the trade on, on getting lacrosse on how to weave around some, some obstacles, at least socially, um, down, down in South Africa. So they've been tremendous help even after they've hung, hung up that, uh, NGO. Well, what you've managed to do so far is is quite impressive, like I've said. And, you know, we, we say it time and time again, we just want to grow the game. So uh, I do encourage you to, to keep it up and you have my support. Um, let's uh, let's kind of move on and take a look back at the inaugural season that you had with the Halifax Thunderbirds. I think one of the goal calls that was my favorite from that season was uh, Pat. He was up in the booth and you had that twister and we had that on uh, Lacrosse Flash versus i think it went pretty far actually i think it was on dylan ward and uh quite the goal what was it like suiting up for the team that season i think the crowd went absolutely nuts after that goal um but to be on the turf what was the feeling like uh, and i should have well, said you I know mean, what to, to cut you off sorry i didn't even say the, the call was bad and bushy so sorry for not getting <laughs> to that point there <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have to give credit uh, to Pat. I, that was definitely, <laughs> I definitely didn't leave my social circle for at least until it's probably still running around. It's, it gets thrown at me every now and then. I'm just like, oh. Um, but no, it, it was the fan base in Halifax is just so amazing. Um, I'm still, you know, young in the league. That was only my second season, a shortened season at that. So I've really, really only had a year and a half in this league and, um, I mean, Halifax fans are, for me at least, second to none already. Like, it, it's just amazing. Um, we Everybody knew it was going to be a sports town, but nobody really knew, like, how how good it would be. And um, to say that it made our, our, our fourth stop even harder is an understatement. Um, you know, I think most of us are just really looking back to getting, you know, getting to that floor and playing in front of those people again. Yeah, did, did you see this city kind of start to take to the sport of lacrosse a little bit more and maybe just the Thunderbirds in general uh, as the season progressed? Because things were off to a hot start there with the exhibition game. Uh, I remember seeing pictures. didn't get the chance to go to any um, Thunderbirds games, but pictures from that uh, scrimmage at the beginning of the season were absolutely incredible. But 
I think I did notice, you know, over over the first few games, more and more people started coming and the crowd started to get louder and louder. Was there a point where, you know, you felt like, hey, it's it's really taken off here? Um, like to be honest, it was it was a shocker for everybody, but I will say being like a young guy on that team and like there's guys that are younger than me on that team, but um, being a 23 year old and then listening to your vets like, you know, Keo, Jammer and, and Benny saying, hey, guys, this isn't normal. Like soak this in. This does not happen for a, a preseason game. I think it made the younger guys really appreciate it a lot more um, because, you know, some of the young younger guys, you know, like Noonzi or something like they're probably like, oh, yeah, this happens every preseason. Like, no, it doesn't. Like, you got to soak this in. This is really, really something. It's a spectacle right now. The team had a pretty successful uh, inaugural season, albeit cut short. But um, what do you think was going right for the club? Honestly, like it sounds so cliche. And I think every guy who's been interviewed by anybody on our team has said the same thing. But it just is such a point to hammer home is our our locker room. Like we're such a tight group of guys. You know, we've virtually still like talk every day. Um, granted, it's probably most people just just random jibber jabber and bickering back and forth about other sports and whatnot. But nonetheless, like we still get a good banter going, um, you know, and I think we just all go to war for each other. Um, and, yeah, I think that separates us from a lot of teams because you don't see each other every day like other sports leagues. You know, you only see each other for X amount of time on the weekend. And, um, you know, to have that chemistry is something really special. I don't think I think every team's got their chemistry, but. Um, you can you can sense it when it's a little bit um, you know of a closer bond. I like to look at things from the other side too. You know, ask the question, what went right for the club? But at the same time, is there anything that you you might have been able to kind of clean up in order to kind of ensure success in the future here with the team? Um, like honestly, I no, I, I don't really. I mean, on my own for my own game, yeah. Um, I think that you know I'm my hardest critic. And I think that there's every, even if I have, you know, have a good shift, I'll always think about, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I could have done better. Um, and that eats at me, but that's, that's a personal thing. That's a personal problem that I have to get over. Um, but other than that, I think, um, honestly, maybe looking back, I just wish we celebrated those wins a little more because <laughs> we didn't get to, to enjoy a whole season. But honestly, I don't think, I think that team was perfect from, from goaltender to like last offensive guy. I think, you know, every, everybody was just on point for most or all that season. Um, and, you know, we bounced back really well after those losses and we made, we made sure that teams knew that they had to try and beat us. Not, it was going to be a, you know, a walk in the park that night. Uh, it's been tough to kind of, I guess, stay active just given the lockdowns and, and, be around teammates and I know training is a little bit easier uh, when you are able to kind of get together but uh, over the course of the past year how have you been staying active and kind of prepared for whenever the NLL does uh, start up um I'm one of those um you know guys in a lucky situation um I, I still live at home with my family um, honestly was gonna about to, you know, start thinking about moving out, getting my own apartment, uh, probably downtown Toronto and looking back that probably I'm so happy that I didn't, um, I have a nice home gym here that I've been able to, you know, utilize every day. 
um, going on nice long runs, just, just really getting my mind and body on the same page um, and not really letting go of that. You know, I think a lot of, a lot of trouble gets you get into a lot of trouble when you you slip away for a month and even three weeks can really do you harm long term. So um, I've been very good at, at keeping my body um, in shape over these past um, 10 or 12 months, I guess now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm not uh, I'm not worried if camp was tomorrow, I think I'd be I'd be just fine. But obviously, there's always more to improve on. Do you feel like a championship is within reach for this club? Yeah, I think it's very doable. I think if there was a team in in the league right now to do it, it's us. Um, I have complete faith in every single one of those guys, whether, you you know, guys that are playing a lot, guys that aren't playing that much. I think everybody's got a job. Everybody does it well. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a a real goal. I think we should very much be going into training camp um, before next season thinking that that is the only end game possible for us. Win now mode. Um, I have to ask you, uh, Chris, the number one thing that you're you're looking forward to in Halifax that doesn't have to do with lacrosse, so it can be anything else. Seafood chowder. Okay. <laughs> easy. I, I think that was an easy choice, wasn't it? Easy. No, you're not a lobster guy? I'm a lobster guy, but honestly, like, I never really had seafood chowder like that. We were pre-ordering it from the, on the bus, on the way from the airport. We'd have, I think it was mostly Haas. Haas would be in the back of the bus taking orders off for everybody. And by the time we got back to the the hotel, there would be like 17, uh, 17 seafood chowders just waiting on the bar, on the counter there. I think we we have to wrap this up now because I'm getting hungry. I don't know. That's just uh, <laughs> my mouth watering too. I've I've been had the yeah. chance to to you know have it, but I think everyone that I've asked that question to has has mentioned that as well. So uh, it's got to be good because it's getting some some seriously high praise. Uh, Chris Bushy, thanks again so much for joining us here on episode ten of Inside the Nest. It's been great to have you. Really love what you're doing with the South African Lacrosse Association. And uh, one more time, I'll, I'll kind of give you the platform to remind everyone where they can go to donate for uh, this great initiative that you started up. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to be able to share share my passion um, or my current passion project, I guess I should say, right now. That's uh, something I've you know worked very hard on, and um, I appreciate the support from everybody, including you guys, especially you guys, giving me the platform to actually um, get the word out there. Um, you can find links to the GoFundMe at my Twitter page, at Boosh underscore 18, um, and my Instagram uh, in the bio, at Chris Bushy. Um, and there'll be some more social media stuff to come with regards to the association, and our website should be up and running in a couple weeks uh, once some more announce- fun announcements get uh, rolling in, which should come, I guess, in before April's over. Perfect, man. We'll, we will look forward to it, and uh, and thank you so much once again. That's Chris Bushy, forward for your Halifax Thunderbirds. We want to thank everyone for tuning in here to Episode 10 of Inside the Nest. We will be back in uh, two weeks, same time, 8 p.m. Atlantic, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'm getting pretty good at saying that. Uh, if you missed the episode or you're just tuning in late and you want to catch up, on all we chatted about, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. It will be uploaded very soon. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time.